you're listening to a Spark of Genius production. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Spark of Genius flesh and blood production. And we have another interview for you. I know a lot of people have been uh, waiting for the who who would be the next person we're interviewing. I think the last one we interviewed was uh, Kieran on the top eight uh, New Zealand national. So we're bringing it a little bit closer to home as he was the first non-Canadian. We're going to bring it a little bit back to Canada here. So we had the first weekend of the Canadian uh, series of ProQuests on uh, the 19th and the 20th, I believe. So today is the 21st, and we have here Raymond Raymond Chow, the first Canadian ProQuest season. I guess it's like the first ProQuest season, so let's just call it. Yeah, there were ProQuests, but I guess it's like the first season, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's the first, like, feeder season into the Pro Tour here. So we have Raymond Chow here. I'm joined, I'm, of course, Eric, joined by Rob, my co-creator, uh, co-compatriot, co-commentator, co-caster, co-whatever yeah. you feel like it. Hello. Uh, we got Rob in the, the bottom there. And so we have Raymond here. And other than that, as an intro, he is obviously the first Canadian uh, PQ series. I could call PQ series champion here. He's not uh, He's not foreign to winning pro classes. I remember correctly here in Canadian Nationals, he actually took that one down too, uh, winning himself a gold foil skull cap, I believe. And... That was actually a little while ago. So it looks like whenever Raymond just shows up to a ProQuest, he just wins it. It's just kind of what the impression <laughs> I'm getting out of Raymond. And this is going to be, uh, I believe, the first of... You're going to a couple of them. So this is the first of a couple here. So going into the first ProQuest here in Canada, uh, there weren't like too many other lists out there for other regions to like go off. Like It was really just like the Star City Games events in the US. Like Those were the only like mm-hmm. the Battle Hardened stuff. Those were really the only main lists. Uh, what made you pick Starvo? For this pro quest, I'm gonna call it Starboats. Bravo Star of the show. I think it, it caught Starbo. on pretty much. It's official now. That's fine. It's yeah. it's now yeah. Starbo. It's now Starbo. <laughs> uh, so, what made you pick him? And were there any other options you were considering before that you before you locked in Starbo for this event? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, when I heard about the pro tour uh, for New Jersey when it was first announced, I just decided I would go to it because um, you mentioned I. Uh, so I didn't exactly win the ProQuest at Nats. I split uh, and got the right. skull cap, so I missed it on the PTI right. there, and I really wanted right. to go to yeah. New Jersey. Yeah, so after they announced the uh, Pro Tour, I, I looked at the you know possible ways to get in, and one of the main ways was uh, winning a ProQuest or even the top 100 XP on the 90-day leaderboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, top lifetime was out of my reach by like a few hundred, I think. So, <laughs> yeah. Or like after getting the top 90 days, so I figured 90 days would yeah. be the easier one to go for. And uh, because of that, I, I just, like, signed up for every armory I could find under the sun. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I like, I was a, a week, a month late because the I didn't play much in January because a lot of people were taking uh, a break because yeah. there was nothing big coming up, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, so I calculated with some friends that, you know, we need to get around, like, 14 to 15 wins, armory wins a week to to qualify for, like, Based on the current, uh, wow, yeah, all <laughs> okay. task, That's for sure. So, yeah, so um, the first week was pretty good for me. I, I had like twenty one wins. Uh, <laughs> it was like six or seven armories, I think. <laughs> nice. uh, and, and they were mostly blitz because you want to do the blitz ones since it's uh, get more reps in. Time, yeah. time efficient. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But the thing was with those is um, they're they're blitz, so it, it's not really um, uh, good reps for ProQuest practice since those are all CC. So I was. Like two weeks in, or uh, a week in, and then the, the Wednesday before, I decided to put the Starbo deck together because I figured if, uh, because I don't have enough reps with the new, in the Everfest meta on CC, um, mm-hmm. I looked at the heroes that were available and Starvo looked like 
the most linear, so uh, the least amount of reps required to do well with it. Mm, yeah. Um, so that's what I thought. And then I saw the article that Tarek Patel uh, put, uh, on Channel Fireball with his uh, take on the uh, initial take on Starvo, and I thought it was a pretty good list. He had some pretty good sideboard options too that I, mm. I really liked. With uh, Awakening, I think is a really good card in that in that matchup for the mirror match. So yeah. I pretty much took that list. I made a couple of changes that I thought were would make it a little easier for me to pilot. Um, mm-hmm. I like the element ratio too. So I pretty much went with that. I put together a really quick list on like Wednesday for an armory to just grind more XP. Yeah. Um, I, I put the list together like ten minutes before played with a played with a friend, and then I realized uh, I had endless winter. <laughs> I put endless winter in it. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so he was like, hold up, that's an older specialization. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, you're right. So I, I quickly took it out for before the actual armory, and mm-hmm. I put in a... I just grabbed, like, my Ultim deck and my Briar deck, uh, just pretty much mashed everything in, because nice. I didn't have access to... Uh, my bulk was packed away somewhere. All so right. I just pretty much grabbed those decks and whatever good elemental blue cards I can find, because it doesn't really matter what they do, since just rather you just need them for the Starvo effect. Yeah, um, fair enough. So yeah. I put it together... I went 3-0 in the armory, so I'm like, yeah, this stuff is this is a pretty good deck. <laughs> so, uh, uh, fair enough. Nice. So I, I grabbed some more, and then the Friday before, I, I put together the actual list that I think would be good, and then I practiced with a couple friends at my uh, LGS, and then we, uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, it was pretty favorable. Uh, I didn't get much mirror match practice, unfortunately, which I was fearing for that one. That was my most uh, feared matchup going into the the event, but. Mm-hmm. I only played three mirror matches later in the day, so a right. uh, total out of the nine rounds. So uh, nice. Yeah, I think my sideboard options were pretty good. <laughs> were, there, uh, were there any other kind of like other than Starvo? Were you gonna plan on bringing like maybe Prism or Chain or like one of those one of those kinds of heroes, or were you just kind of set on Starvo from the beginning? Yeah. So so Prism and Chain, I think, were pretty like pretty much my top top choices too, because those are two decks I've played a lot in the past. Like I think a lot of people will know me as a Prism player around here. Mm-hmm. Um, chain. Yeah. I took I took chain to uh, Nats um, because I thought that was because uh, I didn't want to play the Briar Mirror at Nats and I thought chain was you know really solid choice. Mm-hmm. I, I whiffed on the the draft portion of Nats so it didn't go that well yeah. for me. But uh, because of that, I the decision between Prism and uh, Starvo and and I thought Prism would need a lot more reps, especially with the new stuff. So yeah, it was for sure. Starvo was the choice to go. Yeah, awesome. And uh, speaking Fair of enough. reps, I guess you didn't get that many reps in, but do you want to talk a bit about, like, you know, uh, how many reps you did get? Uh, if there were extras be- besides you just playing against your friends, uh, or um, if there were specific decks that you actually tried to play against in the limited reps that you did get? Yeah, so uh, the Armory I played, I got, um, it was three reps, and then I played a couple games after that with my brothers. So my, right, okay. <laughs> if you're in the Canadian community, you probably know me and my, I have two brothers that yeah. uh, we, we try to go to a lot of events and we play pretty competitively. But uh, yeah, so I, I got a lot of reps in with them. And then the Friday before, uh, I had a friend that was on Dash and he was really big on Dash, like, or I guess it was the only deck he had too. So he wanted to play it. I, I think the, the Dash matchup is, is very hard to win, if not almost impossible. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got a lot of reps on that, which was actually kind of relevant too, because I did play a Dash at the ProQuest. Nice. And then I got a couple reps against uh, Prism and and Chain, yeah. So because those are the decks we were mainly focused on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of Viscerai, so I didn't get any reps against that. But um, it's kind of similar to the Chain matchup, but a lot of them will go to the OTK strat. So um, 
you can like it's just racing there so i think reps aren't really that important because gotcha. like you know it's pretty much there's no counter side to really. split here yeah 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 exactly just slam it down yeah that makes exactly sense. yeah um no fair enough is there any kind of like deck or maybe player probably like deck that you're particularly worried about i think you mentioned starvo uh in the beginning the but other than starvo oh. if uh yeah the mirror exactly anything else you were worried about going into the into the pro quest yeah, so, you know, there was a couple of players I was looking out for because, uh, you know, it, we're in the Toronto area. It's pretty competitive here. Like, half of the, the top eight of our Nats are, are in the area. So, you know, I was expecting them to go to, to, to all show up at the ProQuest. Um, and the, as for the decks, I was, yeah, I was worried about the mirror match. Um, I, I also thought, you know, a lot of people wouldn't be on uh, Starfall yet because it's still pretty early on mm. so I thought like you know this is the weekend to play it to try and get those free uh, yeah. <laughs> those free wins before people start hopping onto it right? yeah yeah exactly yeah exactly and uh and the other main matchup I was worried about was uh uh Ultim because I think uh Ultim can have a pretty good matchup against uh Starvo. like mm. he can fatigue and he also has you know, access to Oakenold so um it could be tough uh luckily I didn't play any and like um I think like you know recently Ultim's kind of been gatekeeped by Prism because Prism's just so good mm -hmm. right now. Right. So, uh, yeah, those are the main matchups and players I was looking up for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What were, uh, what were, do you have any goals in terms of like performance? Like, I know you were mentioning earlier, just like XP is always yeah. good, but like, were you just like, oh, yeah, if you top eight, it's like pretty satisfied with that, or did you have other, other kind of goals for it? Yeah, I was, uh, top eight was like pretty much my, my main goal because top eight means, you know, guaranteed more rounds, so more XP. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, and yeah. man is a grinder. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I want to save the grinding. That's why you want to win at the ProQuest because double XP oh, okay. or do well oh, at the ProQuest. Okay. That makes sense. Gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. Like if oh, you man, do well in the ProQuest, that's like two events in one, right? <laughs> yeah. But, you get, uh, um, get six XP, right, for win? Yeah. Yeah. Six XP. So yeah. double, double the armory rate. Nice. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, now going to the event, you know, itself. So there are roughly 45 players, I believe, at the PQ event. Uh, six rounds of Swiss into top eight. Can you take me through your Swiss game as far as, um, you know, what your matchups were, how you sided for them, and if there were any, like, pivotal moments that you thought were um, worthwhile to bring up? Yeah, yeah. So in Swiss, uh, with six rounds, I played against... Um, let me see if I can remember. I, it was uh, the uh, first round I played against a Bravo, an old Bravo. Um, okay. Bravold. Second round. Yeah, Bravold. <laughs> <laughs> As people are calling him now. Uh, second round, I've played against uh, a Bolton player, which is uh, funny because I actually, there was an RTN there. I played him last time. Uh, it was a mirror match. He was on Bolton and I was on Bolton. Uh... Uh, yeah, so he remembered me from the mirror match, but like, you know, uh, I wasn't playing Bolton this time. There's only <laughs> one I Bolton like, uh... I know. Was it, was it Jackie? No, no, no. It wasn't <laughs> oh, Jackie. 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 <laughs> it was, yeah, uh... he was on oh. He was on Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he uh so th this Bolton player is uh he's he's uh not local. I I think he's from Sudbury, so a little mm. bit farther north. And so uh, he was last time he was on the Raiden build and I was on Sabres and then I beat him, so he <laughs> this time he was on Sabres. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, he's he's a really 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 friendly guy, great player. Uh it, it, the the matchup is really it's like I don't see Saber Bolton really winning that matchup. It's I think it's that's harder than the dash match into mm. into Starvo. But uh, yeah, so I ended up uh, winning that one. The next round I played against, um, let's see, Viserai? Or, oh no, the next round was Dash. 
yeah, so uh, the match matchup was all right. It went it was uh, pretty much in my favor, so I won that one. The next match I played against uh, Gabe, uh, who's another local player I play with uh, mm -hmm. several times. Uh, he was on Viscerai. Yep. Uh, he nice, yeah. he missed two. He missed on two sonatas. Uh, <laughs> and you know I, I hit an open old so it's Eric, pretty good. Eric knows all about Eric knows oh, all about missing sonatas. Every time I played sonata, I've missed it, which is why I didn't really want to play prior to at uh, Nats. Pretty funny. So, was that yeah, just uh, was uh, he trying to like uh, was he trying to aggro you down and he was like sonating just X zero and just trying to hit an attack action? Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Sonating X zero. Um, it was it was not bad. Uh, like I'm not sure if that's the right strat or the OTK strat, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think they're both valid. But yeah, he just didn't get that lucky, and uh, yeah, I was able to. Yeah, I think just like sometimes when you just get that one open old off at a pivotal time, it pretty much seals the game. Sometimes yeah. it's pretty good. It's pretty good card. Pretty good card. I hear. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's busted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, yeah. So the next round I played against, I played against Jackie, who was on a uh, Starvo. Uh, that that was. Yeah, round five. This is round five. Yeah. I played against. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so round five, the top four or the uh, top table, which is the the two seats, so four players are all on Starvo. Um, <laughs> that that was probably uh, the hardest game in Swiss that I had, mm. um, because uh, I I got lucky. I won the die roll, I think, and uh, I was up uh, on damage f for him for like the good first bit of the game, but he hit an awakening, and I think awakening is is like one of the key cards in the matchup because it's a, yeah. pretty much a one card, two resources for uh, a tempo swing, essentially, right? Right. So mm -hmm. you, you fetch your Crippling, or you, you fetch your Okanold if you don't have enough, and then... Uh, well, it's usually for Crippling, I think, because uh, Okanold, you'll swing to, to Fuse. Yeah. I think right. you'd grab, so you, uh, you, you could grab Pulverize, too, I guess, if you have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulverize, too, if you're down low enough. But I think Crippling mm -hmm. is, is just more threatening, because uh, you pretty much... If you don't block oh, your whole hand, you lose your whole hand, right? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so he hit that, grabbed the crippling and then like it was a huge tempo swing and it started going uh it pretty much evened up the game and then like you know just in the late game i uh uh eventually just hit a dominate and was able to clear him out i think the life total was like um i was at like two or three and before i finished him off so wow very really close, close game <laughs> yeah uh so ended up winning that one and then in the last round i played against uh isaac on a on a starbo so isaac is another um you know, one of the top eight at uh, Nets. Right. I've played with him a couple times. He's a pretty good player. Uh, yeah. I think uh, my sideboard was better. So, because uh, he, uh, so I don't like playing Art of War into that matchup because uh, I'm putting in a lot of other, uh, like I'm putting in my Cripplings and right. and uh, Spinal, no, 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 Spinal Crush. What was I, my matchup? It's been like a few days. Yeah, no problem. I've just like <laughs> been too much fab for like the past two days. <laughs> but, uh, some, some more attack yeah, bonus, I guess. It, yeah. 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 So like the 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 he wasn't playing. I think he wasn't playing awakenings either. So awakenings mm -hmm. and cripplings go in for that matchup. Mm -hmm. Um, and he yeah. So he had two really awkward art wars where he actually used the other the the block from arsenal effect to, oh, okay, to you know yeah, save on yeah. more damage. Yeah. Yeah. So that. like you know that puts you card behind and like uh, I was able to to win that matchup uh relatively easily. It wasn't that hard. Uh, mm -hmm. like I got lucky too. I hit um. I think I hit an oak and old, and then like yeah, like I had like very high high uh, starvo rate that game. Mm. So better to be, um, it was better to be lucky than good, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so I ended up winning that, and then, so that was my uh, my nice. my Swiss. That was a top. That was, was six uh, rounds. Yeah, that makes sense. Awesome. So so yeah, I think going... uh, in the mirror, I think you mentioned so the, in the mirror, I guess awakening and crippling are probably like some of the key cards. Do you think in the mirror in starvo? 
Yeah, so I think uh, if you can, like, uh, having access to Awakening, like, if you're losing the game, like, um, mm -hmm. it's really it's really based on, like, who draws better, right? If you can mm -hmm. starve more, get your point on a lower life total, and hit those Oaken Olds, then, like, you're, you're going to be winning. But, like, Awakening is that one card that can, like, kind of flip the tempo, and then, yeah. like, because it pretty much takes, up, takes away your opponent's entire hand yeah. if you just grab a Crippling, and then you can start beating them down back, right? right. Yeah. So, I yeah, and then the fact that... that Sorry, the ahead. fact that it costs two is really nice too, because you can use the extra resource for uh, Crown of Seeds or your shield if you don't have an arsenal. Right. Or even if, like, they gave you a frostbite off a of Winter's Whale, you can you know pitch a blue to pay the whole thing. Right. Yeah. So, right. No, that makes sense. I think uh, I guess you always you always want to go first in that matchup to try to like push Starvo, push like the uh, Captain Planet turn one into like oh, a yeah. crazy turn. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> get the lucky hand turn one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. Rolling into I guess because your first seed, your EXO at this point after after six rounds, uh, you get a you get you get um first pick essentially for the rest of your rounds because nobody's gonna be higher seed than you, right? So which is nice because yep. I think you you yeah. always want to go first. I don't think there's a matchup you go second in there because <laughs> yeah, the no, high roll is so immense. Like, it's so it's yeah. so good. Yeah. The high roll is so so good. Yeah. Um, and so it's a pretty strong position to be in. Uh, what was going through your head as kind of first seed? Uh, you go in there, your EXO, you see Dante round one, and top eight. Uh, how did how did that game play out? How, how was uh, what was your mindset <laughs> going in there? Yeah, so last time I was at uh, at in Barry for at Gamers Layer for uh, Road to Nationals, I was also first yeah. seed going into top eight, nice. <laughs> and I lost in the first round against uh, my friend Alex. Uh, uh, yeah. So. Like I, I thought, it was, you know, something similar would happen. I've high rolled enough today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Your luck is spent. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, uh, I was also feeling pretty good about it because, like you said, going first in Starvo is actually huge because um, you get, like the fact that like even if you don't hit it, the fact that you can arsenal a card so your crown seed is immediately active right. increases your chances of hitting it in future turns. And mm -hmm. uh, another big card that you can hit too in, in your opening hand is uh, Channel Lake Frigid, which is like right. um, you know insane. Right. It, it puts your opponent back like. Probably pretty much uh, back a turn. So right. yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I was pretty happy with that. Seeing me paired up against Dante was a, a bit worrying, but uh, you know I felt pretty good about the Viscerai matchup. Uh, and he, he was on Viscerai, so mm -hmm. yeah. So we played, and I think uh, so the first game of the top eight against Dante was probably the biggest, the luckiest game I had all day. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was it was actually insane. I. I uh, I, I went first. I don't think I hit the Bravo on uh, turn one. I arsenal the card, and but then like um, in the game, I, I started uh, uh, starvoing all the time, and I hit uh, two Oaken Olds back to. I think they were back to back, and then a little later, I hit a uh, Pulse of Candlehole, which I used to put an Oaken Old back on top of the deck. <laughs> nice. And then uh, later, I hit him with other Oaken Old, that other oh Oaken Oak, <laughs> Oaken Old. Uh, and yeah, he was going for the OTK strat, so I think he okay. built up around like 20, 22 rune chance or something okay. before I finished mm -hmm. him off. But uh, yeah, he didn't see the Sonatas too, which was unfortunate. They were like the three mm -hmm. of them were close to the bottom of his deck. Right. He was actually blocking, uh, over blocking to cycle up more cards, which I think okay. is a, you know, a fair strat in that build. Right. But uh, yeah, I just didn't see it, so it was a bit unfortunate. And like, yeah, triple Oaken old is, you know, yeah. that'll do it. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> I still, I still can't believe that card is not old. Like it's got Oldham on the damn yeah. card. Like, it's not that's a specialization. Yeah. yeah, I think true. so too. I think, I think if that was an Olden specialization, the Starvo deck would be borderline fair mm. without Oak and Old. Then it's just borderline racing damage. Fair. 
Yeah, yeah right. you're just racing Tony to damage rate, but yeah, with Oak and Old, it just adds this crazy that on hit effect. That, that card was not meant to go again. Like, that card is just that's not true. meant to go again. That's true. <laughs> double digit yeah. go again card. Like, it's just yeah. broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, I guess rolling into the semis and the finals, uh, were there any memorable moments uh, in those matches that you want to talk about? Or maybe you can just walk me through kind of who you were against and what decks they played? Yeah, so the semis I played against. Um... I've, I'm not. Uh, I'm blanking on the name. I think it was Matthew Hilt. Uh, okay. I, from what I've heard, he's a pretty um, established Magic player in the area. Mm. Uh, that's uh, done yeah. pretty well in some competitive Magic events. So um, I see. He was yeah. playing a Vistra deck as well. Uh, so uh, he did a similar strat as Dante. Just go for the uh, um, OTK. Oh, the OTK so, so yeah. So I'm sitting at forty like, for the entire game. Yeah. But uh, I didn't get as lucky as the Dante game, but I was still able to, you know, uh, get him down to the zero. Well, uh, he, before I think I think there was an opportunity he could have had to Sonata, and he he kind of regretted it. But I'm not sure if it would have made much of a difference. Mm, okay. Did he end up but, getting like uh, a big blowout turn against you still? I think I think he got up to around twenty rune chance okay. by the time I killed him. But the the previous turn before he could have um, eaten some damage to go really low and. and Maybe played a Sonata to, mm. to you know try trying to get into something. Okay, but, uh, he played a little more safe. Yeah, but... yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think he was just like you know hinging more on the like massive Sonata turn just to go for the guaranteed win. But right, you know that's the yeah. So yeah, uh, was able to come out the win there. And then in the last round, I played against Isaac again. So yeah, after <laughs> after we played in the last round of Swiss, we he we we you know kind of assumed had an idea that we'd be playing each other again. And uh, I. Uh, I actually opened that game with a, a dominated attack. I think it was a dominated oh, so, nine attack evergreen or something. Oh, so, oh, so sick. the first, yeah. the the turn, the the getting first actually really helped you there in the mirror. Like that's a very good example of like, hey, this is a first seed actually yeah. wins sometimes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, so actually it didn't because um, uh, he like I started I started missing a, a quite a few times after that, and mm -hmm. he was actually so he flipped it on me. I think he. Um, he had a turn where he used a not not a star vote open old, but just a fused open old. Right. So nine dominate no go again, and uh, right. that flipped it a bit, and I actually got down to uh, it was a it was actually a really good game. It was probably it was it was definitely the closest game all day. Uh, mm -hmm. He he got me down to nine life to his nineteen, and I was sitting there thinking that uh, yeah. you know it'd be done for me. Yeah. I really yeah, need to yeah. see an open old to, to flip it again, right? And uh, one of the things I regretted was early on I I threw away an awakening because uh, because I started out, out of the gate uh, mm. higher up right so I thought the awakening would be irrelevant because right. yeah, it's kind of a hard card to keep because you can't plop with it and it's not element yeah. so yeah, exactly. uh, so I I pitched it away and then I was hoping to see another one after when he when when the tables were flipped but I didn't but I I did uh, at, when life was at nineteen to nine I hit I drew into an oak and old I kind of seeded a card away to get the last element I needed for mm. the star vote. Nice. And then I dropped it, and the, like that's probably what, you know, if I didn't see it there, I wouldn't have won. Yeah, so yeah. I, I dropped it, and flipped the the table, flipped the or the temples flipped again, and I got him down to, I think he was at uh, around six life to my seven, and then he mm -hmm. he ate damage to go to one life because he was trying hinging on um, dominating a an oak and old against mm -hmm. me, uh against me the next turn, and I was, I was able to block. I don't remember. It might have been a crippling crush actually, because I was able to block it out where the I didn't lose any cards. Okay. And yeah. because of that, right. he was yeah. one life. And the 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 final turn, he he uh, before the turn, the second last turn, he swung at me, 
uh, with uh, like a seven attack evergreen and a uh, uh, a winter's whale. Right. So I actually yeah. misblocked because uh, I was thinking about it for a long time because in my hand I had Starvo and he was at one life. I had the Starvo ability. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like being at one life coming in, with, uh, it was a, a seven. Uh, uh, a red autumn's touch so to be coming in for nine dominate mm, right. which was pretty much game because i i, I never saw a, a stock response from him for our mm. both our games so right. i was pretty confident pretty that was game that he wasn't so that. I, yeah yeah, yeah so i misplayed a bit and i i over i blocked it all out perfect for the or i blocked i blocked up everything for the attack he had and i forgot about the, the winter's whale that he was going to swing in with an ice because he started with the first attack so mm. um like the tunic, I should have saved for the second attack because I blocked with a channel like frigid from hand and the gotcha and the tunic. Yeah. So I was I was I was kicking myself over that, but like I already knew I had the game because it was still nine dominate, but it could have been nine dominate plus the four in the winter's as backup, right? Gotcha. You yeah. could have avoided but, uh, the frostbite, I guess. Yeah. So you know it was a long day. So yeah, uh, understandably, like, <laughs> like nine rounds. I, was, I guess. It's just fortunate yeah. that it didn't. Uh, you know, it didn't cost me the game. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, that's great. Oh, that's fair. Awesome, well, man. I mean. XO must be nice. Congratulations on your PTI that yeah, now you congrats. have. I mean, you, need, yeah. you needed one. Now you have one. Very easy. Your first week, it's off your chest already. <laughs> so I guess this time, uh, you didn't have to give up that PTI for the guaranteed goal for. You just went ahead and just won them both. Took right? So <laughs> yeah. um, what what was the gold foil you ended up pulling? And are you looking to sell or keep it? So I, I got a gold foil Goliath gauntlet. And so... Um... Mm. It's like oh, yeah. it's one of the ones that I would have liked getting because yeah. like I I'm like picking up stuff from uh you know I would have liked stuff from Arcane Rising or or Welcome to Wraith yeah. uh, Cold Foil because I don't have access. those cards are so expensive yeah so um <laughs> yeah and, and Prism is one of the decks I, I like playing in in Blitz a lot so you know the Goliath Gauntlet is it's a solid card for for her so uh, I'll probably end up keeping it and and like what the prices at where they are right now I feel like you know it's I'm not sure if it's yeah. worth when I went through <laughs> to sell it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right and, and right but, now, because it's so new, like, I feel people are just undercutting yeah. each other like crazy. And, like, to find a buyer, it might be really hard. But still a very rare card. Yeah, it's exactly. still a very playable card. I mean, I'm glad you got that one over, like, maybe a weapon that you're never going to use. I don't know. <laughs> so like a like a Null Rune Robe or something? Yeah, something just, like, not usable, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So now, I guess, looking post-event, um, how many PQs do you think you'll be attending? And are you going to aim to crush people's hopes and dreams with the uh, Starvo once again, or maybe kind of use something a bit more chill now that you've uh, you've won your PTI? Using something a bit uh, more chill. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I, something more chill, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I joked with uh, uh, Dante that I probably wouldn't play this the next event because, okay. <laughs> uh, like, I was just like, I'm just going to do this. Because I, I usually don't try to play the thing that's, you know, the, the best. Like, I'll try to play the, the thing that beats that. Or, like, right. you know, Very anti, so I don't anti -meta, like, I guess. too many mirror matches, right? Yeah, um, anti-meta yeah. or, like, you know, just something to avoid mirror matches. Because, um, yeah. you know, uh, when you go into top eight and you play mirror matches, it's, like, very, very skill-dependent. Yeah. So, or yeah. very luck-dependent, I mean. So, um, uh, yeah. So, I, I, I said that, but I think I will play him again, maybe later on. But... <laughs> For the next Psych. one I'm doing, I'm probably gonna look at something else, you know, just to because I think there there is a lot of viable choices um, right now, and you know, people still need to figure out how to counter against Starvo and get used yeah. to the matchup. Yeah, mm. and maybe the counter will come out by the next P the next PQ. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you know, sometime during the week. 
I think uh, also like you know, uh, Pr Prism is really good too because uh, there was a couple PQs that Prism did very well in, and uh, and and they did play against Starvos in the top cuts. So I think there there is something there that I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like. I mean, for, from at. my own experience playing Starvo into Eric's Prism, I just get wrecked. So <laughs> Prism's probably a good choice into Starvo. <laughs> that was uh, that that was fun. Although I did uh, Genesis turn one turn two. So yeah, that was yeah. A little yeah. Different. But uh, <laughs> yeah. other than that, I mean, I think. I think with the meta now, it's actually rolls into our next question pretty nicely. So as far as like the meta evolving, we've seen a lot of kind of viable options and people kind of uh, giving yield triangle, Viscerai beating Prism, Prism beating Starvo, Starvo beating Viscerai uh, is what people kind of think of the idea. And then every other deck is kind of just like a wild card. Um, so as far as like the meta evolving, how, how do you see it evolving across the ProQuest season and into Pro Tour? And I guess you already answered. You will you will be attending Pro Tour in, in New Jersey here, so I guess you already covered that. But how do you feel the meta is going to evolve up to that? Because uh, it's going to be Everfest the whole way. There's no new set coming up until June, I believe. So this is all just going to be kind of what the cards we have. Yeah. So I think you know it's a good first weekend. But like if we like the Tales of Aria meta, we saw change right quite a bit from where it started and where it ended. And, like, mm. part of it might still, like, Briar wasn't bad at the end of the season. Like, it could just be, you know, people were getting tired of it uh, or, or over-countering for it too hard. Because, like, one of the worst matchups into the, the aggro Briar that we had, I think, was Prism. But Prism ended up winning, like, some of those events, uh, mm. larger events. Uh, so, you know, like, people are going to be playing things that counter the top the top deck too hard. And then, like, because of that, you know, other decks are going to be able to sneak in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think you know it's gonna a lot's gonna change. I think Prism, Prism, and Chain are really good choices to that are gonna pick up more uh, spots in the top eight in the next uh, uh, next couple of weeks. Mm. Based on that, I guess we'll just see where it goes. I think the the mm. Starvo deck is really good though. The um, the chances of hitting the uh, you know his his ability is really high with with uh, Crown of Seeds and Art of War. So mm. he's definitely gonna continue to do good and. Uh, yeah, some some other decks yeah. like I think Ultim and and maybe even Lexi have some, can have a good matchup sometimes mm. because of the disruption mm. they have. Yeah. So like those decks might come out, but once those decks come out, other decks like Prism and uh, yeah, <laughs> you know Chain and we'll we'll put them back in and things will bounce out. So it's, it's a constantly moving right. target, right? Of what's the best deck? Yeah, exactly. It's an ecosystem. <laughs> things will keep yeah. other things in check. So. <laughs> so, I think given what you know about from the event here were there any kind of key cards in your deck that did like solid work throughout the day would you like swap some out for future iterations uh did your sideboard kind of do what you thought it was kind of like the more detailed aspect of like the whole testing a deck right because pro plus is just one big test for the deck you're running right so how did you feel it kind of did was there some cards that you would swap out some cards that did work and what your feelings were for the starbo's deck uh, for my rest, the rest of my sideboard, I think it was um, pretty good. I don't really see myself changing too much. Um, so, <laughs> so I actually had a once once uh, secret tech that I, I you know I don't mind sharing with you guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I played the Organian Tome in my sideboard because <laughs> 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 and, and chain and like the idea is you know if you see it before them you just kind of seeds it away. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I saw, <laughs> saw uh, one game. 
No, I or no, there was one game I saw my opponent use a Gorgonian Tome, and I was like, oh sweet, just waiting to draw my. <laughs> Never didn't see it that game, but you know that that's a card that might come out yeah. in favor of something. Uh, I was missing that's a cool. Stalagmite, so um, that's probably a card that would come out for a Stalagmite because I think that card is uh, pretty good in some matchups. Like, uh, I need to test it more in a mirror match, but um, mm-hmm. certain matchups like against Chain, I think that cards. Yeah, uh, against really like good. aggro matchups, right. like you see the frostbite just does so much yeah. work into like those more aggro disruption. Like one, especially low to the ground aggro, is just like so punishing to have that frostbite, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, awesome. Yeah. And so uh, the final question we have here is: um, Do you have any advice for aspiring starbos out there looking to XO their next PQ? Um, and then after, do you have any shoutouts to give also for your for your success? Yeah, so uh, advice, I think I think the deck building part is the biggest challenge, like uh, getting, making sure you have the right ratios and then like knowing how to sideboard so that you can keep ratios, uh, you know, at an acceptable level to, to consistently hit the star vote every turn. And then like, other than that, the, the game plan is really linear and like based on what you have uh, and your, like, you know, when your tunic is on, you need to know when it's, you know, a good time to crown a seeds or sometimes if you, if you have, if you're playing Art of War in that matchup, you can, uh, uh, it works really well because if you pitch a blue, it pays for the Art of War, the shield, and the crown. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let that, and that helps you filter out like three card trades. So, an Art of War plus Crown of Seeds turn is like, you know, you're very, very highly likely to hit Starvo mm-hmm. ability, maybe even with an Oak and Old. So, uh, yeah, that's just the most important part to practice, I guess, just knowing when to crown, which is right. uh, why the deck is going to be easy. And I think it's going to do well because it's a pretty, pretty linear game, game strategy. Right. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Any shout outs you want to give? Yeah. So, uh, shout outs to uh, my brothers for helping me play test. Yeah. <laughs> the play you know, testing we're gonna team. Be, <laughs> yeah. We're going to be going together to like most of the uh, PQs uh, in the area. Or I think all, all, all the PQs will be going together too. Uh, shout outs to. Um, so, so the deck only has one card from Everfest, was a Bravo star of the show. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually, I bought a lot of cards. Everfest to, to test with when the set dropped, but the one card I forgot to pick up was a Bravo. So, uh, shout out to Mickey uh, from the Canadian Discord community. Oh, yeah. for we all know Mickey. Almost last minute because uh, I forgot to get one. So, uh, shout out, shout out to Mickey. Great guy to to awesome. do transactions. He's with. like the Canadian yeah. merchant for for anything singles, pretty much. Yeah, he is, <laughs> he's genius. Got what you need. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, shout, shout outs to him and then shout outs to uh, my LGS uh, the, the one I go to the most to practice is Manta Trading mm-hmm. they're going to be holding hosting a pro quest uh, uh, at March March 13th in Markham so if you're in the Toronto oh, area that's a really yeah exactly yeah. and he, he they booked out a hotel for it and they're including a, a round trip flight to New Jersey for oh. first so I think it's really oh, wow. really good in the season Pretty but uh, yeah Dang. yeah hmm <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's intense. Well, appreciate your time, Raymond. I know uh busy guy, I got a family and everything, but uh you know, definitely enough time to exo with Starbo. Congratulations on your gold foil uh Goliath go Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. And uh from uh from that I think that's all we got here. Is there anything else uh you kinda wanted to mention that we we missed out on or just just uh, good luck in the rest of the ProQuest? <laughs> yeah. Good luck in the rest of the ProQuest to you guys, too. Thanks for having me here. Awesome. Looking Thanks forward again. to more content for you guys. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time. Fair enough. And with that, appreciate everyone for watching the Spark of Genius uh, interview here. This one will be available on uh, Spotify, of course. Uh, if you like this content, feel free to like, 
uh, comment, subscribe. If you have any questions for Raymond, uh, feel free to comment and he may grace you with his answer. Maybe not, maybe so. There's <laughs> only one way to find out, right? So feel free to uh, leave any comments there. And with that, if you have any suggestions for people you'd like us to interview next or any kind of content, uh, feel free to DM us on uh, Twitter or Discord or what have you. And with that, have a, um, have a good afternoon, good morning, good night, whenever you're watching this content. And we'll see everybody next time.